0: Welcome to the podcast. This is Share Bliss with Chanel Aaron. Thank you for tuning in. So, today I wanted to talk about the second half of the episode podcast that I recorded last week. And this is really just again, going into the idea of Asian identity and the value of culture that I've felt within my life so far. And I touched upon all about growing up in the Bay Area, a predominantly Asian area, and going to a lot of cultural spaces when I was growing up and being able to feel like I fit in to this bubble of Asian culture within the United States. and I wanted to ask how you guys felt about the component of a race in your own life and of culture in your own life And as an Asian American or as not an Asian American, how did you feel about fitting in and how did you feel about? either being part of the mainstream sense of culture or not and I also actually wanted to talk a little bit more today about when I started to see that culture played a role in my life and it really started to kind of differentiate itself in college And so, I think I touched upon this in the last episode as well, but I actually went to Berkeley, which is also quite an Asian-heavy school, but there were a lot of other demographics there that I also hadn't really been able to engage in with that much growing up in such an Asian household, and I think that it really opened my eyes to a lot of different people, and... The way that different types of individuals kind of fit into this scheme of this world we have and this society we have. And I can just recall that there were some instances in which I felt that there were no circumstances in which I felt um, like I was ever looked down upon in my life before I turned 18, but I felt like that maybe had changed a bit between the ages of 18 to 23, which I am right now. And the reason I say that is because I just remember that I would be going into spaces where, as a pre-med and as such, most of the professors were, interestingly enough, or maybe not interestingly at all, Caucasian Males or females and I remember being so afraid to approach any of them for any questions because I saw the way that um, The Caucasian or the white people in my class were comfortable with just approaching and having such a good Relationship with those professors and for me as an Asian woman, I felt as if I perhaps was viewed differently for whatever reason. Or not I can point to any specific instances of this. Probably not. I felt like perhaps it was more of my own inhibition of feeling uncomfortable with a demographic that I hadn't interacted heavily with before at all, actually, in under grad and in my high school years i really hadn't interacted with many people that weren't asian and again it goes back to that idea of culture being such a tying and binding tool but also in some ways isolating in that i recognized that people were not of my culture and i had a hard time putting myself out there to connect with them and i had a hard time feeling comfortable with who i was in front of them and that feeling is undeniably i don't know how to explain it it just feels like i had grown up in a space where i had never thought about inferiority in any capacity whatsoever and then transitioning to this space where i felt like engaging with my peers in college and engaging with my professors in college perhaps that I had a deficit and that I was inferior because they couldn't relate to me or they never tried relating to me and again perhaps that is a result directly from my own inhibition of fear and of social pressures of just conforming to what people think you should be and expect you to be and for me not to have been able to express that i'm not just an asian girl i am mel sorry i apologize i am blank or i am whatever and i am and i was trying to say that just kind of reminding myself that i am so much more than this culture that i grew up in there's so much more to me than that and i think Sometimes it's hard to take yourself out of that bubble. I just remember still having those same types of cliques in college, but also realizing and being more cognizant of them. I talked about in my last episode how in high school, we kind of auto-segregated ourselves by culture and race. And whether that was intentional or not, I, I talked about it then. But I thought in college that there would be a lot less of that. And instead, what I found when I went to college was this same sort of Asian clique, sticking with Asian individuals because of culture, and same goes for every other type of ethnicity. And for me, it was challenging. I also ran, and I don't remember what the term called. I ran for a sorority, or I rushed. I rushed for a sorority in college, and I was a freshman at that time, and I thought that having that sort of opportunity to engage with people who really were solely about sisterhood would enable me to find bonds beyond boundaries of what it looked like or what other people look like and when i ran for sorority i was told by websites all over reddit and greek life websites that rank these sororities such as greek rank or if you go online you can find them for berkeley and every other institution there were ranks and within each a lot of them stated that the top houses were you know the typical blonde beautiful white girls and i think that that never really spoke to me until i was on that week rushing and i had finished going to so many houses, and, you know, some of the people that I talked to were also a little bit shy, even in the the quote-unquote, the top houses, and I felt like there wasn't really a personality disconnect, perhaps, but there was a really big disconnect in terms of race, because, uh, trust me, like, the Delta Gammas and the Kappa... the Kappa-whatevers, um... They were all blonde Caucasian girls and who just couldn't resonate with people that were different than them. And the more diverse groups of individuals by looks were so frequently deemed as less cool houses or houses that were less than for whatever reason. They called it like a high tier house, mid tier, and then low tier. And so I ended up in kind of a mid to low tier house. And it was really interesting for me because I felt like I didn't really belong there either in terms of personality. But I belonged there as a result of my cultural background. And I felt like that was... little bit of a system that again I was opened to and I was opening my eyes to these systems that stratified people based on culture and while I loved my culture I felt like that wasn't what I wanted to be defined by solely. I at that time, I was living with two other Asian girls as my dorm mates, and so it was comfortable. I really was sticking with what I was comfortable with at that time, but a part of me felt in a way that the choices I made outside of friendships were different, so the choices I made in terms of relationships and compatibility and all of that, I wasn't particularly stuck to engaging with people in my own race within that sort of interaction of dating and relationships or even flings and a lot of my partners, if not all of them, um, were actually Caucasian and or caucasian hispanic men who were mixed babies if that makes sense and i feel like there was a component of me that was perhaps trying to disassociate with my culture even further and whether or not i like to admit it or not i think that i just didn't resonate with the the men in my culture as a result of not being able to fit their ideals, um, in quite a few ways. For example, I felt like they weren't attracted to me because I was of a darker complexion than what the ideal was within my communities when I was growing up. I was a bit shorter. I was a bit wider as in heavier than individuals would have perhaps preferred in my culture I think you know I'm not overweight by any means I'm 110 pounds um but I wasn't 90 pounds you know and I think there was a part of me that felt semi-rejected from the men in my own asian culture and i don't know if that was again perceived issues within myself or actual circumstances that i had felt and i just felt like in college the men that approached me or the guys that were open to being with me were of the white backgrounds and white cultures and i think that in itself can be a topic that i'll just talk about for a few minutes my thoughts on interracial dating and all of that i think that you know from a lot of perspectives i'll start from the asian woman perspective then i'll move into the asian male perspective then i'll move to the white male perspective and then the white female perspective From the Asian woman perspective, I've kind of highlighted already how I felt about the situation, about interracial dating. I had no opposition to it. Growing up, I always had this inherent belief that HAPA children were special for some reason. HAPA children being mixed Asian and white children were special. I think in the church community that I grew up in and also at the high school that I was in, the Hapa girls were the most well-liked because they were not of a solely Asian identity, but they were also able to connect with both the Asian and the white crowds. And I felt like there was something special about Hapa girls. Not only did I perceive them to be the most beautiful, but also I did perceive them to have this air of confidence about who they were in society and again this is all perception i think that i didn't even fathom the complexity in which mixed children undergo in having to understand identity from such nuanced perspectives i think a lot of them are very confident in their identity but i think a lot of them aren't um So moving on from that idea, I think that I, of course, felt as if I was open to interracial relationships, especially after my father passed away and I didn't have to ever really have permission from a father figure to date, perhaps. And I think that pressure being taken off kind of allowed me to explore different people and understand what my preferences were and perhaps understand how I vibed with different people and I had originally dated an Asian guy for two years in high school and it it didn't work out obviously and everything past that I had dated Caucasian men and again Caucasian, Hispanic also that type of mixed type of demographic also or Caucasian Asian men so Caucasian Asian mixes of men so it was just primarily that the tying factor was that a lot of them were Caucasian or partially Caucasian and for me I think that in freshman year of college again c- going into this space where I was suddenly in an area where there was 50% Caucasians instead of 10% Caucasians or white people from high school moving to college to Berkeley having this much greater exposure to more white people I definitely felt as if I um, felt like I had suddenly decided that hey I'm definitely attracted to white guys more than Asian guys and for about a year and a half. I think I believed that. And I think I bought into this culture that kind of being with a white guy does make you feel a certain way. And it's hard to explain again. It's almost as if when you have something that signifies that you are of value and someone sees value in you and if that someone is a white person that inherently has value in society and they see value in you there's a component of that that makes you feel as if yeah maybe you are valuable especially when you're engaging in situations where a lot of the times you're not validated through the eyes of others because you are a minority I think then turning into and turning to relationships to have that sort of validation that you are valuable because someone who is perceived as the most valuable thinks you're valuable. That's kind of the mentality that I felt. I think perhaps maybe once or twice I I explicitly said, hey, you know, I, I like white guys I don't prefer Asian guys and that was again in my naive stages of my freshman and sophomore year and then I got into a really long-term relationship with this white man and he is my partner and he has been my partner for the last five years almost five years four and a half at this point point. and again I'm young but I think Towards my junior and senior year, I really started to question what it is about the ideas where a lot of feminists were coming out, especially Asian feminists, were coming out and saying that there was something inherently wrong about white male asian female relationships and for me i really didn't feel like there was anything wrong about my relationship specifically but i had relationships in the past where individuals would talk about my culture as if it were the only thing they cared about to know about me if that makes sense so a lot of white guys that would Explicitly ask me um, Or I don't want to say fetishize because I think that is a very specific term to use It was more as if there were a lot of white guys that Had such a strong preference for Asian females that it almost Seemed like it didn't matter what Asian female you were And at that time I was dating a white guy Uh, before going into college and he basically went to Japan and slept with a bunch of other Asian girls and then I didn't know that and I kept a long distance relationship with him into my freshman year of college and then he suddenly dumped me for another Asian girl and so it's kind of that scenario where it's made me feel like I was replaceable to some extent and like I was just another Asian girl to them and it didn't matter what who I was inherently it was just about having an Asian arm candy so to flip that aspect of it I was starting to realize that a lot of Asian strong Asian feminists were kind of contemplating the idea of fetishization of Asian women in the past century and I actually took an Asian American class and I recognized that that was an issue um, throughout different periods of our time and there was an actual historical propaganda to demasculinize Asian men to some degree and also to feminize Asian women in culture and media. And I think to this day, a lot of white males who have not had so much exposure to Asian females can perhaps be strongly appealed to Asian women for the sake of the fact that they are Asian and not for the sake of the fact that they are an individual that is intelligent beautiful kind etc but just solely focusing on the fact that they're asian i really had to ponder that because i wanting to understand the nuances of this because to assume that all relationships with um white male asian females were of a certain fetish fetish or of a certain wrongness in society I felt like that was incorrect but to do so I really had to look within my own relationship and examine why I had stated in freshman and sophomore years that I would only date white men or that I only wanted Uh, To be with white men because I was only attracted to white men. I really had to look at that overarching statement to understand what was it about what I said or what I was made to believe in my preferences that contribute to this perception that the WFAM type of relationship is immoral or incorrect or wrong or racist or built on racist ideologies and So I took a step back and I really thought about it. What really did I feel about other races of men? This was about junior year. I really thought about it and Thought back to the times in my life where I was like Oh, damn, that is one hell of a good-looking guy. And I could say that I have felt that with every single race. Asian men, black men, Hispanic men. Um, the list goes on. Um, and I think that for me, it was that moment that clicked for me. And I had to take a step back. And I understood why these... Asian, strong feminists believed that the other side of the Asian woman who were saying they only liked white men were doing something that was harmful. And for me, I think that, to be honest, I will tell you that I wrote a big post on the Berkeley Confessions page and kind of dove into the idea of this. Um, but I think that essentially it's okay to have preferences and I'm, I'm telling this to Asian women out there. It's okay to have preferences. I think that inherently we all have a preference one way or another, but to completely dismantle the idea of attraction to any other races is, I think is a falsehood that you are, propagating within your own belief system and why i say that is because there are attractive people of every single race and also for you to say that the only criteria for you to be attracted to someone as your top priority criteria is their whiteness is absolutely a loss on your part and why i say that is because if you say you only date white men That goes beyond a preference. That goes to this part where you are literally prioritizing race as your only component of of deciding in a split second whether or not you'll date someone. And I think inherently that's flawed because there are people who are gorgeous in every race, who have a beautiful mind and intelligent mannerism about them and who are attractive and appealing and... I think to to prioritize whiteness over any other quality in a person is detrimental. And that is one thing that I want to really touch upon. I understand where those um, individuals who are criticizing WMAF relationships are coming from because those women who are criticizing these relationships were understanding that a lot of individuals that are asian women do say they will only date white men and to say that you'll only date white men is placing that as your first and front first and foremost and top criteria over anything else and that is where this falls apart and that is the negative perception that is brought onto all other white male asian female relationships so to go from there i just want to just kind of tell all the asian women out there who do engage in interracial relationships it's fine it's perfectly fine i i am in one and i am with a white male and i see nothing wrong with my relationship in fact i think it's One of the best relationships that I could have ever been in, in my 20s. What I do want to say, though, is if you're propagating this agenda and idea that you only would ever date white men, please, please, please really look within yourself and understand that when doing so, that is prioritizing race as your first and foremost criteria. And to do so is negligence and is... is quite dumb and i i really regret ever feeling like i would only date white men when i was in my freshman and sophomore years in college that aside i did want to talk about the next perception from the asian male perspective and this one i have only my own experiences to speak on. And then we'll talk about the white male perspective and the white female perspective. Um so the Asian male perspective of th- these interracial white male Asian female, I'm just going to use WMAF cuz I it's kind of long to say that. The Asian male perspective of the WMAF relationships are not positive and again I think it goes back to some women propagating the idea that they would only date white men and I think it's super detrimental again to to even hear that as an Asian male because I think to them maybe it feels like even their own people don't appreciate them, or can't see them, or value who they are beyond the race. And if you look at any sort of dating site, OK P- Cupid and Tinder kind of popularize this: Asian females are most desired in sh- dating apps, and Asian males are least desired by the opposite gender in dating apps. And again, to hear those comments, it really hurts my heart. Because I knew, and I know that I was also someone who fed into that mentality that Asian men are undesirable. And to that I say, that's so disgusting to generalize a group of people and categorize them as less than or less desirable i think there are plenty of extremely appealing and successful and wonderful men who are asian men and my father was an asian man and i respect the hell out of asian men for everything that they do to provide for their families and to really better themselves educationally or whatever it is there's so many good qualities them but i think that also there's some perceptions that they may have that can be harmful to wmaf relationships not tell you the number of times that males of other ethnicities that are asian have told me that i was social climbing for dating a white man, and I've had guys from high school come on to me and tell me that I was kind of disowning my own race, and that I was just trying to assimilate, and that I was seeking social status, and that this, my partner didn't really love me, and that he was just with me because I was Asian. And again, to some circumstances, those comments may be true for other relationships, but and for other relationships I've experienced even. But for me, with my relationship currently, I feel as if my partner and I are on even grounds. We see each other as very much so equals intellectually. We see each other as compatible from a... Personality standpoint, both introverts, both really curious about the world, and both somewhat adventurous, but also homebodies. And there's so much that goes beyond our race. And I have gone into social settings where I feel like I'm being judged by Asian young males or Asians in general for being with a white guy. And I think that it does perhaps draw a lot more eyes than I would like it to. And I think that to hear those criticisms, I I understand where they're coming from, but I also feel as if there's some component of that generalization that can't be true for all WMAF relationships. For example, I, I really, again, have never how do I put this like from junior year on when I I really opened up my mindset and said hey no like in reality I'm attracted to all races and really approached my dynamics with people from that mentality I think I looked within my own relationship and asked myself whether or not he was attracted to me just because I was Asian or whether he actually truly loved me for who I was and if he truly saw me for who I was and I asked me I asked myself the flip side of that which was did I truly see him for what he was and who he was beyond his blue eyes and his brown hair and and his whiteness and I think that the answer is yes like there's so much more to these relationships and there can be so much more to these relationships if they don't come from individuals who have a toxic mindset about race relations and how they perceive attraction and how they perceive fetishizing and it is hard for me to feel like i connect with Asian men, I think that is the demographic that I probably feel like my relationship has most isolated me from because of the result of feeling like I have somehow offended them for being with a white man. And I never want that to be the case. You know, I'm, if I marry this guy or if i'm with this guy or if i have kids with a white guy in the future i want my son to know that he is so special and he is going to be asian like there's a component of that where i want him to know that he has a place in society that is beyond his appearance and is beyond his identity and i hope he will really be able to embrace both identities and cultures and really be able to take the best from both worlds I never ever want to contribute into someone's self-loathing and especially not my children's and I take my culture and my my value in my culture as a gift and I think that I never ever want to Make someone who has been blessed with that gift also to feel like they are less than because of it. And so I think just if you are an Asian man listening to this, I want to affirm you and let you know that you are wonderful and you don't have to worry about being compared to a white male for any reason. And you don't have to worry about... Being compared to any standard that you don't need to abide by, and that there are many women who will see how wonderful, and kind, and intelligent, and handsome you are. And if there are girls out there that are saying that they will only date white men, the truth is that they need to really reflect on themselves and. You do not need to, um, worry about that for yourself because you as an Asian man, you are going to be able to find happiness. Um, now from the perspective of the white male, I have definitely had instances, like I've said earlier, where I have definitely felt like I was replaceable. Because of my identity and my value to them was because of my culture. But I understand that um, you don't have to, as a white male, feel like you being with a, a different type of woman in terms of race is, feti- is fetishizing. And I want to say that because in every culture, when a white male dates black females or Mexican females or Asian females or whatever it is, there's always some backlash from other people from society that there's some sense of grossness and that that the person is a loser for not being able to get girls or whatever. I think I want to come from a different perspective like I said preferences are okay and again if you're in a relationship where you as a white male are so in love with a different person of a different race then embrace it because because again prioritizing race as your number one thing is a wrong approach but if you have so many more reasons to have fallen in love with someone then embrace it and just let it be i think that i also do want to counter the idea that white males are only with asian females because they couldn't get white girls and you know i'll talk about how that feels from an asian woman's perspective to hear that um first of all it's demeaning as hell like, I do not want to be compared to other women. I think in doing so, that's unfruitful. That's not necessary. More than that, saying that and reiterating that idea is, again, placing Asian women as inferior. And like I've said in the previous first 10 to 15 minutes of this episode, I already know that in society, I am perceived as inferior. Whether or not that's a reality that I enjoy facing. I don't need to have that concept brought into my relationship um, to make me doubt myself or to make my partner doubt himself and I think that it's difficult because there are times that I have in the past asked partners or have questioned perhaps maybe that is the case and maybe this person is just settling because they couldn't do better and I think it's so silly if you're an Asian woman or an Asian or white man and you're feeling like you hear this kind of reiteration that you're a loser or you are what someone is settling for if that makes sense from either perspective ignore it those people are not worth your time if you truly feel that way though as a white male get out of that relationship and find someone that you think you deserve because trust me that asian girl deserves better as well And if you are an Asian girl and you're struggling, I have also struggled. I have honestly, honest to God, I've struggled with this concept of feeling like my partners in the past were settling. And I remember sometimes I'd be talking to a guy and just wondering how in hell's sake could they have been interested in me of all people and they would have like really beautiful caucasian or white girl best friends or white girls around them and i would just wonder how is it that they are with me and why is it that they chose me and when i couldn't justify it by being more quote-unquote attractive by our world's ideals of of beauty i really had self-doubt i i know that i'm a beautiful girl But do I live up to the blue-eyed blonder standard? No, definitely not. And I remember there are instances in which I explicitly asked my partners if they were with me simply because they couldn't get with or be with one specific girl in their life that was either their close friend that was white or their best friend that was white or someone they hung out with. Uh, that was a white girl, and, you know, sometimes I've, I've really felt that in a lot of ways, and it is very difficult to struggle with that idea, because, again, society pushes that concept on you, and for you to navigate that without feeling like you're jeopardizing your well-being is difficult, and I think, again, there's going to be moments that you have that doubt in yourself. And I think the right person will make you understand that they're not with you because they had to settle for anything less. They're with you because you were so worth it. And that is the type of feeling that you want to have as an Asian girl with a white male. If you feel any differently... If you feel in any way that that person feels like they settled, get out of there, girl. Like you deserve better. You, a hundred percent deserve better. And so again, it's so nuanced. This whole issue from all perspectives are—it's so, so nuanced. I, I wish that I had the ability to say that all oh, this is easy, but it's not because once you get past certain concepts within yourself you wonder about different reactions from other groups of people and We shouldn't be living our lives worrying about what others think, but it's there are these stereotypes about this specific type of relationship that is so Infused into our culture and media that being in one makes you question yourself a bit as A white girl perhaps perceiving the WMAF relationship? I don't really know what that's like. Because I actually have never had a full conversation with my white girlfriends about this. And of course, I think I understand maybe what it's like. Um, I think in hearing that Asian females are the most sought after on dating sites perhaps there is that same feeling that white girls feel when um or that Asian men feel about kind of being overlooked by their own cultural people and maybe white girls feel the same way at times if they feel like they're overlooked by some specific white males um and I guess what I want to say to that is I empathize with that and I I understand where you're coming from and again, I want to affirm to you also that if you are feeling any sort of contempt towards the WMAF relationship, I understand. That being said, I think that it's important to still be respectful of those relationships, even if you perceive them a certain way. The reason why I say that is because I've definitely had times when my partner's white girlfriends, space girl slash friends, so like his friends that were white girls, would comment and kind of say like, oh, you're still with her? Oh, um, you're, and then they would, like, flirt with him to some degrees at times. And I think that it's just important also to be respectful of the boundaries of not disrespecting the relationship. Because from an outsider perspective, you don't know really what the full relationship is like. And I'm saying that just because... I think it's easy to kind of deride this WMAF relationship because it already has that sort of connotation in media. And so I'm just asking as a person that feels like sometimes I've been a bit intruded on um, or been a bit brushed aside that for white woman to just be respectful as much as possible and I think in that frame of mind lending as an Asian woman lending you that equal respect and recognizing that that some of these conversations and some of these relationships may make both of us feel uncomfortable to some degree, but just being open to the conversation and open to bringing your perspective to the the table also, I think, in a kind way, would be helpful. And I think that to to any white woman who is feeling negatively about the that type of relationship or this specific combination, like please feel free to reach out to me and feel free to reach out to your Asian friends in that type of relationship and just ask them. Just have this discussion with them be so open-minded and vice versa. I hope they'll be open with you to have the conversation because again it's such a nuanced topic every has their own perspective on it and i think the last perspective that i'm going to touch on before i close this long episode of the podcast is the parental perspective of interracial dating i know that this topic was originally supposed to be be about culture and i think the reason i kind of turned the topic into dating was because in the second part of my life in college um this was a big part of my attempt at understanding who i was in relation to other people as an asian woman and i think it's really important to talk about but okay anyways back to the parental aspect of it for me again i didn't really have to deal with that my mother was open to interracial dating for me and my sister and she never explicitly said you have to marry an asian man i know that it's different for some asian women and asian men where they're expected to marry within even their own asian identity such as koreans with koreans or whatever it may be for me i never struggled with that so i can't give much advice but i think that as long as you are able to adequately and sufficiently and Be confident in the fact that you are happy and assured and well-loved in your relationship. The next step is just being able to demonstrate that to your parents and demonstrate your happiness and demonstrate how much that person cares for you. And I think that is a component that um, will enable your parents to become more open-minded. The last thing that I wanted to talk about within interracial dating that I've really found to be interesting, perhaps beneficial, perhaps not beneficial, uh, I would say it's beneficial is that because my partner is white and all his friends are predominantly white, I have really been able to engage with a group of people that I never thought I would have any sort of similarity or connection to, um, other white males that are just friends and other races of people that I never really had a chance to engage with and it was solely through being with a person of a different race that and culture that I was able to really start to expand my group of interactions and Go beyond that and i think for him also i think i think he doesn't have asian friends really and i think i was a stepping stone for him to be able to either connect with people at work or um, be able to understand asian culture from a really unique perspective that goes beyond you know that goes beyond panda express or you know just kind of the doors open and they do open slowly but there's the benefit in finding friends from different backgrounds there's the benefit in finding culture from a different background and I think it has been a really fruitful relationship and I wouldn't trade it for anything it's been an experience that has been really eye-opening but again it does come with its own unique set of challenges as per usual, if you need to reach out to me for anything, please let me know. I will. I'm available at Chanel.arin on Instagram or chanel.arin at gmail.com. I'll respond as soon as possible every single time. And because this particular episode was supposed to encompass a lot more than just the dating aspects, I will film a part three about the Asian-American experience in career and in the workforce. Again, I'm coming from the specific mindset of medicine, being a pre-med, being in an ultra-competitive space as an Asian woman, and I will also discuss the aspects of um, being in a really competitive institution as an Asian woman and what that's been like in terms of my occupation right now and also what it was like getting into medical school and my struggles that were specific to my culture um as an asian woman if you have any sorts of questions please again reach out to me happy to help and happy to have you here